everybody to the extended cut. Joining me today, Ross Kellis from Irmo. Hey, hey, hey. Ryan Maloney from Rocky Creek. Hey. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's going to be one of those kind of podcasts. Yep. Oh, man. Well, fellows, it was fun Sunday, for sure, hanging out, mm-hmm. preaching the word together. Yep. We had a couple of us up there. Yeah, it was fun, man. I, I, I It's been fun to uh, get the variety of voices, hang out a little bit. So good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was uh, it was a good experience, I think, for me. We also started Philippians. So the cool thing is, is that our teaching calendar is set. We had this thing set and in play to start after Easter, and now that we have, um, it just really the timing, you know, of of seeing how this thing came together and. And knowing that the book of Philippians is dealing with circumstances and joy and what could steal that joy, and clearly Paul has it. And if we, um, I don't know, I don't think you could pick probably a better book to study right now uh, when you think about just trying to be encouraged through our circumstances mm-hmm. of, you know, shelter in place or quarantine or e-learning or whatever it is, you know. Um, and some of us affected by this disease personally with people we know or um, affected because of furlough or a loss of job. And so clearly our circumstances aren't in the greatest spot. And so here Paul is trying to uh, encourage these uh, Philippians to have joy. So what yeah. jumped out at you, chapter one, fellas? Well, I was going to say, too, that that's the feedback you get from people, too, is they're, they're excited just to get back to a series, get back to a letter, a, um, something in the Word. Um because all we hear Monday through Saturday is COVID, mm-hmm. which rightly so. And so I think just for people to know, that's the hard part of a conversation of what to preach is if everybody's talking about it, you want to talk about what everybody's talking about and consume with, yeah. but you don't want to stray from God's word. So it just, it, I think it's just refreshing for people to get back into a, a, a little series here of of a letter, a little back to normal, I guess. With that said, there are there is some content being produced by Radius that is specific to COVID and how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Ann Miller uh, is one of our ladies on staff. She's doing Zoom calls and recording them with folks like Cheryl Reeves and Lori Kesey and most recently Trisha Kirkland talking about um, some things in particular to ladies and then other things just in particular to just how we're addressing COVID. So anyway, those are uh, out there. If you're interested in them, let us know. They, um, I know for sure they're on the the ladies' Facebook pages. I think you've shared it on your Facebook mm-hmm. page at Rocky Creek mm-hmm. and some other places, and maybe they'll end up sneaking onto the, the COVID landing page at, at Radius. We'll see. But there's some good content out there that deals specifically with that. And then on Sunday mornings, just trying to give the overall encouragement. So yeah, mm-hmm. good word. So guys, as we went through it, we've uh, studied and preached the first 11 verses. What are some things that jumped out at you? What do you wish we had a little bit more time to cover? How would you have preached it? Because, you know, only me only doing really the first three or four verses. And and then, Ross, you really given the application. There was a lot left on the table for us individually to preach and mm-hmm. some things that we might have liked to have highlighted. So what would you guys have done? Well, I think... One thing, so you gave some of the background to the letter, who he was writing to. We talked about the jailer, talked about Lydia. Uh, 
I think if we'd have had more time, it'd have been nice to just talk about Paul, yeah. who Paul is, yeah. his background. You could spend 10, 15 minutes just on, mm-hmm. you could spend a lot more than that. But for the sake of this series, you could spend 10 to 15 minutes just on his conversion and um, all those things. We kind of picked up his life, I guess, about 10 years ago. Is that right? Yeah, In probably. Acts, Acts 16. And uh, so that would have been nice. And then... I'll let you guys talk about this. Y'all are smarter than me, but the the verses one, I can't believe I just said that's on video or recording. Verses one and two, his salutation, his his opening, how it's different than some of his other letters. We probably would have spent some time talking about that. Yeah, so when you talk about uh, the difference in there, so Paul gives the salutation just like he does in, in most every letter. Letter. So just to read a couple of them, you got um, to the Galatians, Paul says this in chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle, not from men or by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Uh, he, he clearly starts with his apostleship. He does the same thing to the Corinthian church, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will. Mm. And then you get over here in Philippians and... Um, you don't have that. In the Ephesians, he calls himself an apostle. But in Philippians, he just calls himself a slave of Christ Jesus. And when you think specifically about Galatians and you think about the letters to the Corinthians, you're talking about, uh, specifically in the Corinthians, he's dealing with carnality in the church. He's talking about immorality. Matter of fact, we, we have two of uh, probably four letters that Paul wrote and, I mean, you're talking about a, he is rebuking them constantly. And so as a result, he wants them to know, listen, I'm an apostle. And I'm an apostle by Jesus Christ, by God's will. So you've got to listen to me by this authority that I have. Yeah. You don't get that in the Philippians because uh, it's not so much a rebuke as it is encouraging. And so at this point, it's like he's talking to friends. He's talking mm-hmm. to people who are progressing, and he just wants them to keep taking that next step. So I do think it's interesting that he he, um, he he leaves out that apostle part and then he does include, hey, there's some overseers and deacons here, some elders and deacons who are leaders. So, Ross, what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's cool that Paul, um, you know, is so humble. Mm. He doesn't always have to use his authoritative hand. And it's also cool that he had a church that did not uh, challenge or um, have issues with his apostleship. Mm. They clearly, like, clearly, like in other letters, he's like people are challenging his authority. Yeah, um, and that's tough when you get your authority literally from Jesus for it to be challenged. But then here, he he seems to have a church here, and even in Revelation when it talks about Philippi, seems to have a church here that accepts him and accepts. And accepts his message, and it kind of gets it right. So I don't know, Russell. I'm kind of excited about that. That he, that we got, a, we got a letter here that's of, of Christians that's, that uh, they're not doing so bad. It gives me encouragement that I, maybe uh, we can get it right. That's good, Ryan. Any thoughts? I was just going to say the the actions, the importance of how. Uh, the, the writer Paul is focusing on the the audience. So this is this is a pointed letter to them. It makes me think about Revelation, the letters in Revelation that we studied. What about I don't know how long ago that was. 
Yeah, how the, the greetings, the 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 power behind it was different depending on what that church needed. Hmm. And sometimes Jesus was coming with a sword in his mouth in those letters, and other times he was coming encouraging them. And same thing with Paul. He, he's he's writing to the people of Philippi, which honestly, the whole time I was preaching, I was worried that I was going to say the Philippines. That mm. would have been bad instead of the Philippines. That's probably <laughs> just me. But uh, it's I was like worried. what you did with Smyrna. You called it Smyrna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do the... I got a different translation. Yeah, we we've noticed. Yeah, and Ross and I were actually talking beforehand uh, that we're thankful that this is not a video podcast. That this is audio with you wearing the yoga pants that you're wearing right mm. now, Russell. It's probably just best that mm. this is audio, and people are literally vomiting right now as they listen. Anyway, back to the Philippines. I'm not even <laughs> really sure how to how to address you. But anyway, address. I got it too, Ross. I got that. Well, whatever. Um, Verse three, I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you. And always praying with joy. He says, I remember from the first day until now when you heard the gospel. I like starting in Acts 16 because I think clearly these are the folks that Paul has in mind, right? You think about um, day in and day out for the season he was there with Lydia or, or the jailer or people in prison and other people who came to know Jesus, this idea of giving remembrance for them. We've all served in some place where we've partnered with folks for the gospel and something causes us to remember that time and specifically those people, right? Mm-hmm. I got a text from a guy that I did ministry with 15 years ago and um, the text was about a music group that we had both laughed about. And Im- immediately I just was filled with remembrance of, man, we partnered together. And that was good stuff, good times. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, Ross, that's really what you did when you summed this thing up, talking about your partnership with Saluda. And you just started rattling those names off. Mm. And then when you talked about coming to Irmo and doing the same thing, like already building those relationships, and then powerful, like, you know, we, uh, I, I just love hearing you talk about Tanzania and the relationships you had there, just remembering mm-hmm. back, even though it was hard, because clearly, you know, investigated by the government and mm. and you could get into all kinds of stuff there. But um, it is cool when you look back and you remember those times that you had with people you served with. Mm-hmm. Y'all had some of those kind of moments? Well, I, I'd rather hear from Ross on, on the Tanzania thing. We were talking about that beforehand, but... So the church, the unity that you have because of Christ, that 15 years later, a guy can text you and, and boom, mm-hmm. there's something special about sharing that. Then persecution. There's a whole nother level of closeness. So we were joking beforehand, like, we're just not persecuted here. Mm. And so we wanted Ross to share something that we would want to hear from Tanzania on a bond that people share because of persecution that you can't get otherwise. So how long were you in Tanzania when you were investigated by the government? Like four and a half years. So four and a half years, and you were there with how big of a team? Four couples. Four couples. So eight of you going hard after this thing, right? Yeah. Um, And how long did y'all prepare together in the States before— you went to Tanzania? A year and a half to two years. 
So you had two years with these people. Before we left. Before you left. Right. And then, um, so you get there, you encounter some difficult times at that four-year mark, somewhere around there. Right. And then these people you had already had, you got six years of doing ministry with them, getting to know them, going after the mission, right? Right. Um, I, I just wanted to give some of that context because, you know, sometimes we just think, oh, well, if I were in the throes that I would have people to go to, well, you had people to go to because you had a relationship with them for six years. Right. Yeah, exactly. We we sure did. And when I, and I talked about on Sunday about being in that investigation and then falling down in the floor of some teammates' houses because we were so exhausted and afraid. And having that moment of prayer and singing was just really special. And having that connection with people is something like what Paul has here. I mean, if you read these verses, I mean, every verse is about you, these people he's loved so much. Mm. And that he feels it, like, verse 8, for God is my witness. Like, he's like swearing like he's getting married. Mm. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you with all the affection of Christ Jesus. Mm. Like, he's not talking about, like, another woman. Like, we, we talk that language when we're singing romantic songs to one another. Mm. But we don't talk that language when we're talking about our brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh, those are just people we go to church with. We don't see those people anymore. That, so that is not my experience with how the church is supposed to work. Like going in, going in shoulder to shoulder into the battlefield together just builds these bonds of connection that are so deep. But that, that was true on, in our team with um, the Tanzanians too, not just the Americans. And I remember going into a situation that that precipitated the investigation. I went with um, two Tanzanian men into a funeral, and we were all decked out, you know, in white because Muslims wear these white robes because they think that's how the prophets dressed, and so that's how you have to dress now, and they wear these head things. And so we went to his funeral, and on the way home from the funeral, I was driving. I was like, there's this big Catholic church abbey outside of the region that we worked in. And and I said, y'all want to go in there? And they were like, yeah, I've never been in a church like that in my whole life. And I could give these Muslim guys this opportunity to go into a church because I was a Christian and I could make the connection. And I knew the monks inside. And so I'm with, you know, um, Mkaya, Abdallah Mkaya. And I'm with um, Tolu Chiteha, and we're we're all decked out, and we go to reception. We're like, can we go? Can I, can we go to into the church? And I told the monk, I'm like, we, we, you know, I got these guys that they've never been in a church in their entire lives. They would like to go into your church. Like, hint, hint, they're Muslims. Mm-hmm. And he he went to unlock the door, let us in, went back to reception. So I go into this church with these two Muslim guys dressed like Muslims. Yeah. And we went into the building and we were looking around and I was showing them the the stations of the cross and Jesus and the pictures and explaining baptism and the Lord's Supper and all this stuff to them. And they were just digging it. Well, then the choir starts coming in. And you can imagine, Russell, if you're going into radius on, this was a Monday of, of Easter week. Oh, wow. It's just Monday of Easter week, so they're getting ready for Easter. You can imagine how you would like, if you saw Muslims in the 
walking around in their prayer robes in your church Monday morning. Nobody. And a redheaded Muslim at that. And a redheaded Muslim <laughs> at that. So they're just crazy. <laughs> and so, anyways, I'm, I have a. I'm telling the story because of what we're talking about. But when when the choir came in and saw us in the church, we were just. Um, had no idea how scared and angry they were becoming. Mm. And they were forming a mob on the outside of the church. And me, and meanwhile, doo, 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 we're just walking around just like, hey, there's the altar, here's the baptistry, here's the picture of Jesus. And they're like, wow, they're near the altar, you know. And, wow. and so they're near the podium. So I, got, I began to feel like something was off. So I, I said, guys, let's get out of here. Get out of there. There's this swarm of people on the outside of the church. And so they surround us and they start cussing us. And we're like, we're out of here. And they're like, no, you ain't leaving. (laughs) This is all in Swahili. And um, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here actually being tossed around and cussed by Christians with my Muslim friends. And it built this experience in total was building this huge bond between me and these Muslim guys. And we, because we're going through this same experience together. Well, they end up taking me, they end up not letting me leave. The guy that let me in ends up betraying me and they take us to the police and it's all downhill from there. All three of you to the police. All three of us to the police. And we're getting, we're getting investigated together or you might call it interrogated together. And um, we we're getting incarcerated in the sense of at the police station. Just, just, just through the investigation, uh, and then house arrest, and and we formed this bond, me and Tolu <laughs> and Mkaya, that to this day still stands strong because of that experience together. And I just think Christians don't have enough of those experiences together, mm. where they're together in the mission doing something good. And they and, and and they create a little chaos, and they have a little. They get roughed up a little, and they have a little experience. You know, I mean, we just don't have enough of that. Church in America is just this safe place mm-hmm. where we can go take our families and our kids, but it's not the place where you go for adventure and where you go to build real lasting bonds of unity as soldiers of Christ. That's that's you know. Yeah, not, that's why I wanted to hear. Like, it, not only is it inspiring to hear the stories and. Mm-hmm. and it's also you hear it and you're like you laugh a little bit at any fear of going to Gilbert and knocking on a house, yes, and inviting somebody to church. Like we don't do that. we don't do enough of that, right? Because it's awkward or because we're worried about what they're going to think about us or whatever. And it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. That's why I like to hear it because I it forces you out of your comfort zone to what does that look like in America. Yeah. What, what is what is the church in America? What should we be doing? Yes. To get some of that, and it's right it's right there for the taking. Now I do want to learn some curse words in Swahili. <laughs> I think that would help. I could translate uh, a couple things they said. That'd be good. We'll, <laughs> better we'll, save better that to say that. <laughs> now, oh um, man! You look at verse seven, and he says <clears throat> they were all partners with me in grace, and that's where you get that right. That idea that they were partners that they had. Shoulder to shoulder, gone at it. You know, Paul, in, in essence, was run out of Philippi. He's going to be run out of Ephesus. I mean, it, it, it's, Paul is going through it. And the people mm-hmm. that are with him, you can imagine those bonds uh, that are there. So Timothy's with him and and um, 
Epaphroditus is going back and forth with a letter, and these people care for him. And anyway, this is an incredibly personal letter. And mm. I think sometimes we can immediately jump over to verse 21 for me to live as Christ and die as gain. And, mm. and you know, I can do uh, all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, mm-hmm. and those are great verses, and they're, they're powerful verses. But man, um, to miss the, the relationship here that he's got with these folks, and he's praying for them. He's praying for them in verses, you know, 3 to 8, and then he's got a different prayer for them in 9 to 11. He's praying for them to grow. He's praying for them to, to chase after the things that are superior, um, that, are, that, that would make them pure and blameless. That's what he wants for them. He wants them to experience this deep joy. Yeah, that, that's the exciting thing, I think, though, for Radius is— we talked about it as we plant more churches. We don't want to tell the same stories over and over. Hmm. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't want the best story that we have to be from ten years ago, when these guys are fifteen years ago, when Andy and Chris, CB and John and these guys are meeting in a garage apartment. That's their story. Yeah, and that's great. But uh, that that's the thing I love about this letter is Paul's got a story right now. He's in jail, but he's looking back ten years. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just think that's cool. It really is. Um, that's great, guys. What else? Anything else jump out at you that you you're wanting to to hit? If you had some time, what would you have? What would you feel like you have added to it, Maloney? You said Sunday you didn't have enough time because apparently I went too long. I thought your part was a little long. That's some of the feedback I've gotten. Oh, is that right? Is good. And we enjoyed Russell. We just thought he went a couple minutes too long. I was just curious. You were supposed to preach all the way through eleven, and since you didn't, did you run out of c words? Is that what it was? I mean, five c words. All you got? I got a couple words for you in Swahili. Oh, I like to come. Uh, Good stuff. Well, hey, um, we're going to continue this week working verses 12 through 30. So those of you that want to read ahead and be prepared for Sunday morning, it's going to be great as we continue just to unpack Philippians and uh, then in a couple of weeks hitting chapter 2, 1 through 11. It's that that famous passage of the attitude of Christ and the model that he had as a servant leader. So Good stuff. Um, before we wrap it up, a couple of things I'd make you aware of. Uh, you know, we're, we're continuing to communicate with podcast on Tuesday and uh, a word from John or the campus pastors on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that uh, if you're a partner. And then, of course, live streaming on Sunday, the, the 9 o'clock and the 11 o'clock service. So that's out there. And some important news. I know uh, Groceries on the Go, which was a success a couple of weeks ago, is going to be back. So May 1st is a chance for uh, people to to uh, come and get some, some more chicken and groceries. And I think you'll be able to start ordering on Wednesday the 22nd. So that's pretty cool. So just some, some more things that are coming around the, the bin, and we're excited about that. It's so. been a great I've got a feedback on people inviting their neighbors to purchase that chicken. What a great way. Like it's an entry level. Hey, my church is doing this. Yeah. Hey, we also have a link on Sunday and it, you know, it took, it's this open door. So May 1st, encourage you to use that to. Yeah. And you were able to give some of the money that from the proceeds of the last one to one of the waitresses. That, yes. That we, which was we awesome. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. So this time I believe the money is going to go to a different group of people. Um, and we're, we're processing the folks who were in the, 
the you know hair barbers those folks who aren't able to to work and so mm. trying to bless those people as well so when you buy this chicken it's going to a great cause as mm-hmm. we try to help bring some relief to that so and uh, don't forget the Acts 432 fund as we're processing partners and and ways to to help them as well so awesome hey fellas thank you good stuff as always and uh, we'll do it again next week mm-hmm.